Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Hi, everybody. It's Kendra, and you're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. Here, I am going to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today's episode, episode 22, The Lazy Genius Goes on a Date Night. The pitch for today, date nights get to be as important as you want them to be, okay? There are probably three groups of listeners for this episode. One, those of you who love date night, you live for date night. It is your favorite, favorite thing. The second group are people who, I mean, you know, date night's fine. Like you either are, it doesn't really matter too much or you're kind of skeptical of um, people who want to spend a whole lot of money to go out when you could just stay home and talk to each other. Like, but you just don't really actively do it very much for whatever reason. And then the third group are those of you who don't have a person to go on a date night with. And so that can be kind of a bummer. And you might be like, I'm not listening to this episode. You don't have to. That's totally fine. But I do believe that there are things in this episode that apply to our lives as a whole, not just for going on a date night, but anything that we are trying to make special. I really do believe that, that this is an episode that is an example of putting on lazy genius glasses and learning to see the world a little bit differently. So if that's you, if you're like, nope, not for me. That's totally fine. You go do your thing, man. Go watch some TV or wash your dishes or whatever it's going to be. But I would encourage you to stick around because we're going to hit some things that might actually be really helpful to all the camps. Okay, so in the playbook we're going to do, we're going to talk about three things. Um, the best time to get a babysitter, the magic of the progressive dinner, and this is my favorite, the date night filter that everyone needs. And I would wager that it's not even just a date night filter. It is a social filter that everyone needs. Okay, so let's hit the first part. The best time to get a babysitter. Obviously, this is for people who have kids who need a babysitter. The best time to get a babysitter, you guys, the best time to pay cash dollars to another human to watch your children is when your children are the hardest to watch. Okay, please don't waste. Don't, it just breaks my heart. Don't waste your babysitting dollars when your children are asleep or when they're part of like a really lovely routine and they sort of don't buck the system, don't, don't leave when it's good. Leave when it's bad. You're paying someone money. It's fine. They can get your kids in their, at their worst. That's totally fine. Give them more money if you feel badly about it. But please, the best time to get a babysitter for a date night is the hardest time of the day. Okay. So for a lot of us, I wrote a post about this a long time ago, actually, um, about how, how we do date night wrong. And one of those, one of the main things is that we go out too late. If you're able to go out before dinner, like hire a babysitter from say like four to seven or four to eight. And again, this means that like 
you know, you and your person can get home early enough to be able to do that. But if that's a thing, oh my goodness. So you pay the money for the babysitter to watch your kids from four o'clock to bedtime, which is the hardest time, right? But they're like bouncing off the walls and doing their thing. And you know, you like, you have hot dogs or you order a pizza or whatever it is. And everyone's taken care of. You leave the house when it's hard. Maybe you and your person go to like a bookstore or you go wander somewhere and then you're going to go eat dinner early. You're going to go eat dinner at five or five 30 at a restaurant. A couple perks here, guys. Um, no one else is eating dinner. You don't have to wait. Perk number two, you already eat this early because you have tiny kids. And so you eat like old people super, super early. It's normal. Your body is expecting it. It's fine. So you go to an early dinner. Then if you want to go somewhere else after, like again, to walk around or maybe you go get to dessert at a different place or something like that. Then you come home. You've been on a date for like three hours. Then you come home. You put your kids to bed. You put them to bed, which means they're more likely to actually go to sleep than if a babysitter's there because they're all wound up. Or the babysitter maybe doesn't know that she needs to start getting them ready for bed way earlier than she thinks, you know, and everything's like behind schedule. You get home, your babysitter gets her night too. She's probably grateful for that. And you put your kids to bed and then you still get the whole evening by yourself in your house, in your house, in your pajamas. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Can I talk any higher? It's my favorite thing. So if you don't do afternoon date nights, oh my word, but all of that comes from hiring a babysitter at the hardest time of the day. Your afternoons, that might not be it. Your hardest time of the day might be um, like a Saturday morning. Maybe Saturday morning stress you out because everybody's like, I want to go to the park and I need to go to this. And you know, everyone's kind of all over the place. Maybe you, you and your, um, your person go on a date night on Saturday morning. It's not a date night, but it's still a date. You know, like there are... You don't have to do it the way it's always been done is my point, okay? You don't have to do like dinner at a movie starting at 6.30 or 7. Like you don't have to do that. So think for yourself when, and I don't, I didn't mean that phrase, like think for yourself as insulting. I mean, think about your own life. When is it the hardest to be around your kids and then leave during that time and go on a date? Magic. All right, number two. The magic of a progressive dinner. Okay. I hear from so many people um, that when you go on a date and you go out to dinner, and let's say you don't want to go to a movie or you're not going to be out for that long, but you finish dinner and you're like, what What do people do? Like, what do people do for fun? You know, like, I don't understand. This could be if you have been married for a little while and you just haven't been social, you know, you haven't been super actively social in a long time, or maybe you live in sort of a small town and you just kind of forgotten, like what, you know, you don't want to go to a bar. You don't want to go to a club. You don't want to, but what else are you supposed to do? Here's what you can do. A progressive dinner, you guys, a progressive dinner. So here's how this works. You have like different courses at different places. I think you probably figured that out. You know what a progressive dinner is. But think about it. You're taking a little bit longer, right, to enjoy your meal. There's kind of an adventure sort of weaved into that naturally. You know, like maybe you go and get a – like you go get a glass of wine or something at the cool bar, at the cool restaurant that you can never afford to eat at, but you've always wanted to go inside. Go get a drink or an appetizer there and sit at the bar and do that and then leave and go to another restaurant. You could go to get tacos for all I care for dinner. Like it doesn't matter – but just think like, not so much what restaurant do we want to go to, but you can make it an experience by going to several. 
So you could go somewhere for drinks and or appetizers. You could go somewhere for the entree. You could go two places for an entree and share it, um, depending on how much you want to like uh, fork up for tips, depending on where you're going. Some places you like, you might go to a food truck. You could go like, here's the thing. It could be this crazy. You could go to a fancy restaurant and get wine at the bar at the first. And then you could go to like a, another cool little uh, restaurant that you like and get that favorite appetizer that you always get, you know, like the fried calamari or whatever it is. That was the most unoriginal appetizer idea I could think of, but there you go. So you could get an appetizer at a place. Then you could go to a food truck that you love and get your entree there and get like a couple of different things and share them and sit them sitting on a bench on the street, you know, like downtown or something. And then maybe you go to a bakery and get dessert. Like you can make your whole dinner the event. And isn't that what most of us love is the food part? So stretch it out, man. Stretch it out. You can make your date night magical simply by going to different places and experiencing it, you know, all at once or not all at once. Because that's some of the stress too. It's like, where are we going to go for dinner? And you're like, well, I mean, I don't know. And it feels so... um like you're committing to something bigger than it actually is. It's like our whole date is going to be at this restaurant. That feels like a lot. And then when the restaurant's over, you don't know what to do. So spread it out and try a progressive date night dinner. Okay. So you have paid the babysitter for the hardest time. You now are going to think about going on a progressive dinner possibly. But let's talk about the third part of the playbook, which is the date night filter that everyone needs. And I actually think that this is something that you can apply not just for date nights, but for other, for other social activities and even going out by yourself, which is a thing, by the way. Uh, that filter is the following. Do whatever makes you come alive. All right. So let's say <clears throat> that you have in your head, you know, date night is dinner and a movie. You know, that's what it says. Now, maybe movies in a theater stress you out and you forget until you get there. And you're like, $14 for a ticket? Are you joking? And you get weird about the money or you're like, I mean, this movie's fun, but I'm uncomfortable in the seat and someone next to me is playing on their cell phone. You know, like it may be that what you usually do makes you stressed instead of makes you come alive. Or maybe the way that your friends do their date night feels really stressful to you. So let me run through a couple of different um, examples of things that you could do to make you come alive. And this is the filter that you should choose whenever you go out. So familiar food versus new and adventurous food, okay? One or the other might make you come alive more. So I, for one, personally love familiar food. Like it's fun to try new restaurants, but I actually get a little bit stressed thinking like, okay, because we don't have a lot of money to go out on a date night, so we don't do it very often. So when we do, I want it to count, right? I don't want my our like one date night every six months to be kind of feel like a waste because the food wasn't very good because it was a restaurant we'd never been to before. And so usually when we go out, we go to just a couple of different, we have a couple of different places that we just love because we know we love them and we're going to enjoy them it's because the familiarity of that food and knowing that you're going to eat something that makes you so happy, chorizo tacos is mine, by the way, um, that's worth it to us to me and my husband. That's worth it. That makes us come alive to enjoy food that we love, that we know we're going to love together in a familiar place. Now, for some of you, that's the worst, right? What makes you come alive is trying new places and um, ordering the, a different thing from a place that you always go to, being adventurous in your food. Maybe your date night, instead of going to like a, um, 
like a typical kind of American chain sort of restaurant for dinner is that you want to go to the Vietnamese place. You want you, there's this new, um, like African cuisine place that just opened up a few blocks from my house. It scares me to go there because I don't know what to expect. And for some of you that might not, that might make you come alive. So think about even how you feel about the food. What makes you come alive when it comes to choosing the food and choose that thing, choose that thing, make your date night count, make your social activity count. Another example, staying out late versus coming home early. Okay. The thought of staying out late makes me want to die. Um, I'm not, I'm not into being outside of my house much past like 930 unless I'm already in my pajamas at a friend's house. That's different because it's like a house, but otherwise it's not super fun for me. I don't, I don't like it. I'm a homebody. Some of you, again, might feel that way. And others, if you're like, get me out of this house, it's exciting to you to think about being out late um, and exploring your city or whatever it is. So don't force yourself into a situation that makes you feel stressed. Opt into the situation that makes you come alive and act, think about what that is for you about how late you stay out. Another one, uh, doing something that's like a social situation, like going to, um, maybe going to that rooftop bar that's like a cool place to go and you can like watch all the people and maybe meet somebody or, um, you know, going some, going to, going dancing, you know, doing something that's more social versus like walking through Home Depot together. That might make you come alive. Like for some of you walking through, you hear a friend that says like, yeah, we went to dinner and then we walked through Target or we walked through Home Depot and you're like, for real? Um, that sounds so boring and you're right for you. It is, but there's a chance that for them, that makes them come alive. It could be that they walk through Home Depot and they dream about what, um, what they want to do in their dream house, you know, and start to think about home projects in a, in a broader sense, you know, sharing emotionally about what do we want our life to look like in 10 years? What do we want our house to feel like in 10 years? You know, that could be Walking through Home Depot could be a really like romantic, emotional journey of thinking about how you want your life to look. That's a real thing. But if you walk through Home Depot at the end of your date night because you just can't think of anything else to do and it makes you sort of sad, then you're not choosing the thing that makes you come alive. You're choosing the thing that you just know you've always done. Think about what makes you come alive. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. 
Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy, and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps, and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is true accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've been lazy geniusing things for a lot of years now, but one thing that's at the root of almost every challenge we solve is a desire for more time. We want to get out the door in the morning, get dinner on the table, get all of our tasks done quickly so we have more time. The question is, time for what? The best way to add more time into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. For me, therapy helped me uncover what matters to me, the things I want to spend my time on so I can feel like myself more often. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TheLazyGenius today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TheLazyGenius. This episode is sponsored by Pros. I started using Pros because of a podcast ad over three years ago, and my hair has never been happier. Your hair and skin can sway your mood, they can impact your days in ways that you cannot underestimate. That's why Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. I love my Made for Kendra shampoo and conditioner formulas more than any other products I've ever tried on my hair. With Pros, it's easier to care for my hair and feel confident in how it looks daily. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash lazygenius. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash lazygenius. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash lazygenius. Regular date nights versus sporadic date nights. Um, having the anchor of going out could be so important to you that it just like gets you through that really hard day. You know, you have got date night tonight, man. I'm so excited. Like having that routine and that regularity makes you come alive. Some of you, it might be the spontaneity of like, I don't know when we're going to go out again. So when we do, it's so fun because it's not something that we were expecting, you know? Even think about that. If you are like, this is fine. I mean, because everyone says, I remember, oh my gosh, you guys, I remember reading something. I don't remember where, but basically it was, if you and your uh, spouse are not having regular date nights, then your marriage is in trouble. Right. Um, Totally made me mad. Like I was super mad when I read that because that's not true. 
Um, it's so not true. I wrote a post about it actually that you can um, access through the show notes for this episode, the lazygeniuscollective.com slash lazy slash date night. Um, I wrote a post called in defense of skipping date night because you can skip like it's fine. You don't have to do things the way that it's all, it's always been done. And just because you skip your date night doesn't mean that you're on the road for a broken marriage. That is not real life. Now it could be, but I think you know the difference. I think you know the difference between like, I just like being home with my husband. This is really nice versus you don't want to be in the same room with each other. Like that's a very different game. I think you know the difference. So just think about like, just because things have always been done a certain way, or because you see other people doing date night a certain way, you don't have to do it that way. If you're doing a regular date night, like a weekly or every other week date night, and like, it's nice, of course, you, you love being with your person and you know, that's not a problem, but it's not really exciting um, or it's not, you don't look forward to it the same way. It could be that the regularity of it doesn't make you come alive. It could be that doing it um, sporadically and spontaneously is what counts for you and makes it even better. So again, just think about that filter. Does it make you come alive? Um, And a last example of that would be like fancy versus casual. Dressing up, putting makeup on, curling your hair, going to a really fancy place. That could be the best thing ever for you. And then for some of you, it's like, nope. Please don't make me do that ever. Can I still wear my yoga pants wherever we go? That's a real thing, right? So don't feel badly if you don't want to be fancy. Don't feel badly if you do want to be fancy. If your friends are like, oh, I just hate getting dressed up and you love it, don't feel bad. If that makes you come alive, man, you do you. Like, it's so great. Just pay attention to what those things are. So let's say, so let's just, so let's wrap up those things. Let's say that you decide like, okay, of those um, pairings, which ones of those make me come alive? And you decide and you go on a date that's those things, okay? So like you want new food, you want adventurous food. You do like to come home early, right? You don't like to stay out late. So coming home early and being home is the best thing for you. Um, You definitely like to just be with your person and just sort of walk in ordinary spaces like Home Depot or Target. Like you don't need... Um, you know, really kind of crazy social situations like that doesn't, that kind of stresses you out a little bit, but you do, you want to be with your person. Um, you do like to have a regular date night. The routine of that really matters to you. And, but you do kind of like getting dressed up too. Like that's fun. You don't want to be super social, but you do like to dress up. So what do you do now that you know all those things? What do you do? Here's what you're going to do. You're going to get dressed up every other Tuesday night. Um, you're going to feel pretty. Your, your person is going to put on that favorite shirt that you like, right? You guys are going to, you have a running list of, um, new restaurants that you want to try. Maybe ones that are a little bit off the beaten path. You know, that might be some international cuisines that you want to try. You go and you get that food, but rather than maybe eating it at the restaurant is you get it to go. And then you go sit in like a park on a park bench or have a picnic if it's nice, you know, and you eat this really fun, new, adventurous food, but in a familiar and not super busy social setting, even though, and you, like, you look cute and you're sitting on a bench and like, you feel special on your picnic blanket or whatever it is, right? And you have that food and you talk to your person and you enjoy that experience. And then you go home and you have your whole evening and you get to do it again with another restaurant 
at another special spot in the town or the city the next time. You know, like you can you can put together any combination of these things that you want to make you come alive. And if those are your things, if you, those are the things that you listed, that date night is going to be magic to you. It is going to be so valuable to you emotionally, um, individually, as a couple and looking forward to what's going to come next. Like, it's a wonderful thing to just actively choose to be intentional, to be a genius about what matters to you and forget the other stuff. Like if that other stuff doesn't matter, then don't do it. Craft a date night that ticks all those boxes that makes you both come alive. And it's going to like transform the way that you do it. You're not just settling for what you've always done. It's a really, really great way to do it. Okay. So for, for me and my husband, we're really, really boring, like really boring. So what makes us come alive is like, I already said familiar food. Like we, I mean, trying new food is really, it's great. Like it's not a problem. I'm not, not going to try new food, but we do enjoy when we go out eating stuff that we really love. Right. Um, we do love to come home early. Staying out late is not okay. My husband is usually asleep on the couch by eight thirty anyway. So that's, you know, I don't want him to fall asleep in public. Um, we don't like loud social situations. We kind of just like to be alone as much as possible. Um, and then we don't do regular, it, the regularity of a date night isn't that important to us. It's just really fun when we, when we're able to grab one, it's like, oh, this is fun. We're going out. This is so exciting versus knowing that we're always going to go out on a Thursday night. It's not the same thing for us. So sporadic is great and casual all the way. Like, please don't make me wear fancy clothes. Please, 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 please. Like it stresses me out so much. And so our date nights look extremely boring and kind of like we're settling and like a cop out. And yet they bring us so much life when they happen. So like, for example, and we do, we do like to do the um, kind of progressive dinner idea as well. And we definitely get a babysitter early. So what we'll do is we'll leave the house and we'll leave early and we might go to, um, we might go to a store to walk around or a bookstore or something, just something kind of like fun that we don't get to do when the kids are there, or at least we don't get to do the same thing, the same way when the kids are there. Then we go and get, we usually go to this little Mexican restaurant, this little dive and get tacos, get street tacos. And they're so, they're so good. They have the best guacamole ever. And it just makes us so happy and it's not expensive. And so that's really nice that it doesn't feel like it's, you know, breaking the bank because we don't have a big bank. So that's really helpful. And then we might go and get a slice of cake somewhere or go get a milkshake and then just sort of like walk around downtown or close to wherever we got that dessert. Or if we didn't go to a bookstore yet, maybe we'll do that because we both like to kind of wander around bookstores. And then we go home and we put our kids to bed. And then we like, we'll watch a movie on Netflix that we chose on purpose before. Like if you're going to do dinner and a movie, you could do that where you just choose on purpose. Like we're going to watch this together this night and we're going to get dessert on the way. And it's going to be so exciting, you know, like, and that's what we do. And it's the best date night ever because it's what makes us come alive. It's what makes us happy, happiest in being together. And it's okay that it doesn't look like everyone else's. That's the key here. If your date night doesn't look like other people's, it's okay. You do what makes you come alive. That is the most important thing. And the payoff of this, you guys, is a date night can meet more needs and check more boxes than you really thought a date night could. Like it can give you life in a way that you didn't expect that it could. And I, I just love that. I love that. So just think intentionally. Think about what makes you come alive. Be a little bit smarter about when you hire your babysitter. If you need to stretch out the date night over a several restaurants, 
to make it a bit of an adventure. That's super fun. But ultimately, do what makes you come alive. And I've got some good things in the show notes. Again, um, thelazygeniuscollective.com slash lazy slash date night. I'll link to the um, the date night post I wrote a long time ago, the post from this week um, in defense of skipping date night. And then there's also a conversation that I had with my husband on this very Lazy Genius podcast. You could go back. It's episode nine, eight, eight, but I'll link to it. Um, it's how we met. It's kind of, it just shows sort of the dynamics of our relationship a little bit. If you want to know about that, that's weird to be like, Hey, you want to know the dynamics of my marriage? But it's, it's a fun conversation. A lot of people say it's their favorite episode when I was doing interviews before in the first season of this podcast. So if you want to check that out, that's great. And it will be linked in the show notes. Okay. Before we go, lazy genius tip of the week. This is from, this was a comment on the show notes for Last week's episode, The Lazy Genius Does Laundry, from Ashley. And this is like the best idea. I love it. There were lots of questions before about socks. Like socks are maddening when it comes to laundry. One of the ways that I deal with socks where it's just not a huge pile of them at the end of the day and you're like overwhelmed with socks is I do a separate load of underwear and socks. So it's just all together. So I just get in like sock mode, you know, it's just all in one place and put them all together at once. But there's also the whole lost sock situation. Some of us can fix that by buying just the same style of sock. So everything kind of goes with everything else. Or lazy genius tip of the week, we can do what Ashley does. She has one of those delicate washing bags, you know, those mesh bags with the zipper that you like wash your bra and stuff in. And she clips one of those to the side of the laundry basket or the hamper. And the socks, the dirty socks go in there. And that way they all get kind of washed together and they don't get lost. That's just where they all go. Isn't that magic? So you don't have socks like roll, like stuck in rolled up cuffs of pants. And they, you know, I, there was one time, oh my gosh, it was so disgusting. Um, I pulled back the rubber liner of my washing machine just because there was like water stuck in it. And there were a couple of socks wedged in there. And there's no telling how long they'd been. There was so nasty. It was like little baby socks. So this way, the socks don't get wedged into your washer somewhere. They don't get dropped when you're transferring the clothes and like accidentally kicked under the dryer. Like lots of ways that this saves you. But clip a little mesh bag next to your hamper and stick your socks in there and wash them in there. Oh my word. So lazy genius. Love that so much. So thanks for that tip, Ashley. Okay, y'all, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Always. I'm just so, so like... I know I say every episode, I'm, I'm so grateful that you listen, but I really am. Like, it's amazing that you guys spend 20, 30 minutes with me every week talking about date nights and laundry. Like what is happening? The internet is so weird and so lovely and beautiful. So thank you for taking the time. I'm so honored to be in your life once a week like this. If you do love the show and you want other people to know about it, tell them, you know, in person that works. But if you just want strangers and other people across the internet to know, leave a review on iTunes. That is the most helpful way that um, people can find this because as iTunes sees, they just, they just pay attention to which podcasts get more reviews. And then they like to kind of bump up that podcast a little bit for people to find it easier. So if you want to do a service to your fellow lazy geniuses all across the country, this is a great way to do that. Y'all are the best. So thanks for listening as always. And I look forward to seeing you next week. And in the meantime, 
Remember to be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. See you guys next week. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC.